fundraising profession and how we see ourselves and why that matters. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Dr. Jen Shaker. Jen is a member of our academic faculty at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where she also teaches for the fundraising school. Jen also is highly engaged in research into philanthropy and fundraising and the fundraising profession. And in terms of the fundraising profession, that research has been alongside her colleagues, Dr. Jean Temple and Dr. Sarah Nathan. Jen, thanks for being back with us on this podcast. What are some of the latest findings about the fundraising profession? Well, we have been very interested in taking a holistic view on the fundraising profession and understanding not only donors, a lot of research has focused on donors, but we really think that fundraisers matter in that magic giving moment that happens, right? So we've been trying to understand who are fundraisers and what, what do they do, where do they come from, mm -hmm. what makes them successful. And so one of the things that we've been thinking a lot about is what are not only those skills that fundraisers need, the knowledge that they need, and also those traits that mm -hmm. might be important in their success. And so we have found that all of those things matter. Right. They all matter. So not only do you need to um, have emotional intelligence, you also need to be a great communicator. And, and sometimes that's not just a born trait, is it? That's something you learn and you practice and you get better at and you learn how to speak and you learn how to connect. So those things are important. And then you also need to be a professional. You need to be ethical. You need to understand um, the practicalities of fundraising, but you also need to understand fundraising's place in your organization, mm -hmm. right? And, and how it fits in with the other functions of the organization. So we feel like it takes all of these things to make a good fundraiser and it takes dedicating some time to understanding yourself as a fundraiser too. Well I want to expand on that point yeah. especially because when we think about the skills those often are fairly straightforward and been taught by the fundraising school for more than 40 years around right. the world. Right. You know, and those skills include how to develop a specific fundraising plan, how right. to identify potential donors, what methods am I going to utilize for my annual campaign, how do I design a major gifts campaign, how do I make the ask, how do I write a grant proposal, what does stewardship look like? These are the hard skills of fundraising. Not difficult, right. but the right. so-called hard skills of fundraising. Your research, along with Sarah and Jean, mm -hmm. is taking a deeper dive into the traits of the successful fundraiser. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole idea of why people go into fundraising and what is it about them that makes them successful. Yeah. What light can you shed on those findings? Yeah. Well, I think that one, one of the projects that we're doing right now that I think is kind of fun is about the charitable traits of fundraisers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. do fundraisers give and volunteer uh, at a higher rate than the general public? And so you may, what do you think? I would be shocked if they did not. I mean, how could I be in an industry and right. not be part of that yes. industry as a participant? Yes, and the good news is that you're right. Okay. that we have found using um, data from a survey that Sarah and Jean did a couple of years ago that maybe some people in, that are listening took about the fundraising profession. We have found that fundraisers do tend to give at a very high rate, something like 98% of all the fundraisers in the study were donors. Wow. And they gave more dollars on average than people in the general public. And same with volunteering, likewise, the fundraisers were about 80 some percent 
likely to be volunteers, much higher than the general public, and they did in most part volunteer more hours than the general public. And so that is just one component of what I'm thinking about as their professional identity. Right, so your professional identity as a fundraiser. So the idea of professional identity is that you have a responsibility to the profession. You are ethically and morally um, uh, obligated to uh, work in a certain way and that you have a deep care for what you're doing and that you have pride in what you do as a fundraiser. And so that, that's kind of one of the things we're trying to understand in our research is, you know, how does that identity form? Does it form by education? Does it form through mentorship? Mm -hmm. Does it, you know, part of it forms just by who you are, what you bring with you to the job. And so these are kind of a more holistic view of what, um, might be underlying some of those kind of traits and uh, things that are important to fundraising and what makes you able to deliver on those skills that you may have. Jen, to put those data about philanthropic behavior of fundraisers into context, 98% yeah. are donors. We know from additional other research that about 55% of American households are donating. So 98% right. right. compared to 55%. The difference is even more stark with volunteerism. About 25% of Americans are volunteering right now, according to the Corporation for National Service. And the percentage for fundraisers was north of Something 80%. Like 80% percent. So yeah. this is a big difference yes. for fundraisers compared to the general population. Yes. yes. And so when you look at fundraisers and who they are, uh, you talked about the professional approach that they take. And that is so consistent with a key theme from our founder, Dr. Henry Rosso, who talked about professional stance. In fact, if you've been to Principles and Techniques of Fundraising, mm -hmm. you receive the cube. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that cube sitting mm -hmm. on their shelf, and one of the items on the cube is professional stance. And Jen, it would seem yes. to me that this information you're talking about, that we do have identifiable traits with successful fundraising, can help me with that professional stance, which in turn yes. gives me confidence to fundraise. Is that right? Yes, I think so. I think that we, need to be able to position ourselves in the profession as a whole. We need to understand what it's like to be a fundraiser at, all, at different kinds of organizations, what responsibilities that we have as a whole, uh, being educated on the discussions, things that are important in the field. Uh, for example, one big discussion now is the diversity of the field yeah. and that uh, we need to work on that and, and several of the big organizations are working on that. But how do we learn from that or teach them from successes we've had in our smaller organizations? So I do think that that knowledge helps us broadly and, and I think it helps us understand how, what donors might expect. Mm -hmm and how to respond if they have questions about the profession um, that they bring to us. So I do feel that that kind of um, stance as a professional is important to our daily success and it is important to building our profession as well. So we need everybody engaged with fundraising, including our volunteers, including our donors, but right now we're focusing on the professional fundraiser 
And this is a profession. Fundraising is not something off to the side. As Jen talked about, fundraising is integrated into the management of the entire nonprofit organization. And just as we think about you know, the traits of a typical mechanic or the traits of a typical business person or a lawyer or a doctor, there are specific traits to our fundraising profession that helps us see that what we are doing is professional, is important, and we can fundraise with that confidence. And Jen, if I could shift the conversation a little bit to hiring, you know, it often would seem that if I'm hiring a fundraiser, I'm looking at the metrics, you know, mm -hmm. how much mm -hmm. money have you raised in the past? And show me a sample of a fundraising letter that you wrote and these hard skill type of things. Mm -hmm. And as I understand it, your research says that that's important, but yes. incomplete. We yes. need to look at these other traits. Sure, how can you help yes. us understand that? Well, I think that it's important to do more of what you described in looking at products or having behavioral examples of how people fundraise. So I think looking at a fundraising letter that someone wrote is great as if they are going into an annual giving role or maybe a stewardship role, but then maybe asking them, how did you write this letter? What were you thinking about? Or if you're going into a major gifts position, how about creating a scenario where they um, need to show you or tell you how they would respond to a donor in a particular uh, instance. So creating some real life examples that you can watch them work through and see how they do it. I think you can also think about what's important in your organization, what's coming out of the research that says um, what's important for successful fundraising, and use that in creating your evaluation tools for hiring. So if you feel like you really care about their connection to your mission, why not talk, ask them about their philanthropy and mm -hmm. what they care about as a philanthropist and how they experience philanthropy. Ask them about your mission and how it may resonate in their life. So really think about the things that you need in the position Think about some of the research, and there's other great stuff out there besides what we're doing, and try to put together an interview and hiring process that draws out and then lets you evaluate on those things that you're looking for. And beyond those hard skills, to, yes. to notice how well do they listen? Yes. When they communicate, what is their countenance? Is yes. it upbeat? Is it positive? Sure. You know, one of the little tips I heard was uh, when you're interviewing somebody for a fundraising position, take them out to lunch and observe how they interact with the server, right? That, that gives you those yeah. little kind of soft skill clues yeah. of fundraising. Yes. Dr. Jen Shaker is on our academic faculty at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where she teaches and researches for us, and also teaches for the fundraising school. And some of this information comes out in a couple of courses that Jen co-teaches for us. One is Effective Leadership Successful Fundraising, where she talks about hiring and what we look for in the fundraising profession, and a new course that is coming out on the amazing skills of fundraising that Jen will be co-teaching with our colleague, Dr. Sarah Conrath. I know the Two of you don't like to talk about soft skills because who wants to be soft? These are the amazing skills yes. of fundraising and Jen's research along with that of Sarah and Jean helps us see that important component of professional fundraising. You can learn more about the Fundraising School on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu 
forward slash the fundraising school. You'll see information about our public courses, about our custom training that we can bring to your nonprofit, your region, your association. Also information about our quarterly webinars and these podcasts, which people use at staff meetings, uh, at their board meetings, and a wide range of ways to strengthen their fundraising. And also on our website, you'll learn about our academic programs, including our online master's degree that can be taught anywhere you are on planet Earth. Now, you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.